Let's go into God's word. Genesis chapter 3, verse 6 to 9. Genesis chapter 3, verse 6 to 9. We continue the series we started last week, the God class. And if you did not watch, you know, midweek service has resumed. Are you, are you aware that we can now meet on, on Wednesdays? Please, Wednesdays is very interactive. Um, yeah, we meet here on Wednesdays. Um, very interactive. Please come on Wednesdays. Yeah? And if you were not around on Wednesday, I think the message is still on YouTube. Um, operating in the God class on Wednesday, it was heavy. I may touch some of the things we said on Wednesday, but I'm sure God has a word for you. I want to see if I can wrap the God class teaching today. So it will be, it will be, it will be more teaching than preaching this morning. God help me, okay? Genesis chapter 3, verse 6 to 9. You know how we do it. We stand for the reading of the word. Genesis, Genesis chapter 3, verse 6 to 9. May God bless the reading of his word in Jesus' name. This is one of those messages and that time where I do not think you should be distracted. Every line is powerful. God has something for you this morning. And those of you who are Bible students, this is the right church to be. We are not a motivational speaking church. We are not a religious body. We are a Jesus-centered church. So we don't believe in information for change. We believe in transformation, in for transformation, revelation rather for transformation. And when the woman saw that the tree was good for food. What is this? That's the lust of the flesh. And that it was pleasant to the eyes. What's that? Come on, you're with me now. And the tree to be desired to make one wise. What is that? So the three cardinal sin. That Jesus brackets sin, the Bible says the lust of the eyes, the lust of the flesh, lust, that's what happened to auntie in Genesis chapter 3. Three at works. So when you see the devil manifesting, he's going to come with the lust of the eyes, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. And when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, lust of the flesh, and that it was pleasant to the eyes, lost of the eyes, and the tree to be desired to make one wise, she took of the fruit thereof and did eat, and gave also to her husband with her, and he did eat. Stop acting like Adam was somewhere else, very far. Eve now prepared the food, now put the fruit inside the food. Adam did not know. Adam did the deliberate sin. Eve was not, Adam was not deceived. It's, it's Eve that was deceived. Timothy makes that clear. Second Timothy. We, we mentioned that last week. So Adam was not deceived. It was Eve that was deceived. So Adam knew exactly what was happening here. Eve just, was just plain oblivious. She was oblivious, but not Adam. Verse 7. Verse 7. And the eyes of them both were opened, and they knew that they were naked, and they sewed fig leaves together and made themselves apron. So if you read in chapter 2, verse, the last verse, no, keep the scripture. When God made Adam and Eve, the Bible says they were both naked and not ashamed. This is the second time you're saying the word naked, but this is another nakedness. Because before now, they didn't have clothes. What they had was the glory. What they had was the glory. They were not mankind before the fall. Before the fall, they were God kind in the God class. I wish they had children before the fall. They would have proliferated God-kindedness. But it was after the fall that they began to have children. So Adam gave birth after his kind and not after God-kind. Bible. Verse 8. And they heard the voice of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And Adam and his wife hid themselves. When you come into religion, you hide from God. When you understand grace, you run to God. Grace makes you run to God. Why was David the man after God's own heart? He knew how to run to God, period. He understood revelation of the mercies of God. From the presence of the Lord God amongst the trees in the garden, there's something there, but let's leave it. Amongst the trees in the garden, there's something there. Let's leave it. Verse 9, verse 9. And the Lord God called unto Adam and said unto him, Where art thou? Ask your neighbor, where art thou? 
okay, let's use, let's, use, let's use proper English. Where are you? Ask your neighbor, where are you? Where are you? My instruction today and my encouragement is that you do not leave the God class. Stay in the God class. Don't leave the God class. Adam, Adam, where are you? Do not leave the God class. Stay in the God class. Supernatural Father, we thank you for the grace to preach and teach this morning. Give your people understanding as you strengthen me like the midwife to push out your word into the hearts of your people this morning. In Jesus' much less name. And everybody said amen. You may be seated in the presence of God. Where are you? Where, where are you? It's a question this morning. Where, where are you? In, in my opinion, I, I think where are you? I think philosophically, psychologically, or even anthropologically, this is the most powerful question of all times. Where are you? Where are you? It, it is the most powerful question of all times for many reasons because... Um, one would be if you have a mother or you have a wife or a girlfriend, you would answer this question every now and again. If you're not in a relationship, I just give you a heads up. Where are you? Sometimes they don't even tell you, hello, how are you? Oh, and all the men said amen. amen. Yeah. So if you have a wife, if you have a mother, if you have a girlfriend, heads up, you would have to answer this question, if not every day of your life, every now and again. Where are you? And, and this is also powerful because where are you is a question that we all need to ask ourselves every now and again. It is one thing for you to ask me where are you. It's another thing for me to ask myself, where am I? Where am I? And we'll warm up to you this morning. We'll just talk to you this morning. Because the truth is you are really lost when you don't know where you are. And where you are is important to move into where God wants you to move to. <laughs> if you're lost and you ever need direction in life, you would answer the question, where are you? Even Google Map requires your location to direct you to your destination. So Google Map is not going to say, I need to move to Jaconde and go into the express. It's going to ask, give me your location. So location is very important. And that's the question that we are dealing with this morning. Where are you? Even if you call a friend when you are lost and say, I need direction, the first question would be, where are you? You need direction from where to where are you? If you see it before the doctor, when the doctor starts running the test over your life, he's trying to find out where you are. If you see it before your financial advisor, you'll be asked the question, where are you financially? Before the counselor, where are you psychologically? Where are you mentally? But this is powerful this morning because uh, my student, you need to pay attention because the all-knowing God is asking the question for the first time. The all-knowing God is asking a question for the first time. Hermeneutically, by the law first mentioned, this is quintessential um, because as a diligent student of the mystery, it means that every time God is asking a question in scripture, he's asking about your position or your location. It's important to know that when God is asking a question, it is rhetorical. He's not asking for information because he's all-knowing. He's asking for your attention. Because there's nothing you were, it, it, it is foolishness to think that God did not know where Adam was in the garden at that time. What God was saying, in, saying to Adam is that, where are you not in your position? Why have you left your position? 
where are you located? You're supposed to be located in the God class, but I, I can't see you in the God class. Who moved you out of the God class? Your position determines your experience. Your allocation is premised on your location. Where you stand determines what you see. Where you sit determines what you are served. And then the Bible says we are seated in Christ in heavenly places far above principalities and powers. So our position is in Christ. Our sitting position is in Christ. Our location is in Christ because our position determines our experience. Our location determines our allocation. And any believer who steps out of Christ, the insurance doesn't cover you outside of Christ. The songwriter said this morning, in Christ alone my hope is found. He is my light, my strength, my song. This cornerstone, the solid ground, firm through the fiercest drought and storm. What heights of love, what depths of peace. When fears are stilled, when striving sees my comforter, my all in all. Here is the love of Christ I stand. So what exactly did Adam do? that moved him out of the God class. Can we discuss that this morning? Because if I said to you last week that he sinned and sin denatured Adam, what I may be saying to you that every time you make a mistake, you are denatured from the God class and that is wrong. Genesis chapter two, verse nine, let's talk. Watch this. Father, give your people understanding in Jesus' name. Because I want to enter some deep things this morning. I just want your mind and your spiritual understanding in Jesus name and out of the ground made the Lord God to grow every tree that is pleasant to the sight and good for food the tree of life also in the midst of the garden and the tree of knowledge of good and evil so what was the sin that Adam sinned he rejected the tree of life it is the rejection of Jesus that brings you to condemnation. It is not your conduct that condemns you. It's the rejection of Jesus that condemns you. Because you had two trees in the garden. Amongst the only instruction is to not eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. God did not say do not eat from the tree of life. Adam rejected the tree of life and ate from the knowledge of good and evil. This is the rejection and unbelief that the Bible says in Romans, disobedience. <laughs> because the instruction was, do not eat was not do not eat from the tree of life he said you can eat of any tree but do not touch this tree of conscience good and evil sin consciousness that's what this tree is about sin consciousness because before that time there was no good and evil in christ all things are of faith to the pure all things are pure so he did not say do not eat of the tree of life he said don't eat of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil adam rejected jesus period that's the sin that god does not forgive because jesus was the tree of life in him was life and the life was the light of men john says i am divine he was talking about the tree because the epistles are the proper revelation of the scriptures <laughs> So if you read, give me verse 16 and 17. And the Lord God commanded the man saying, go of every tree of the garden, thou mayest eat freely. Freely. 17. But of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, thou shalt not eat of it. For in the day that thou eatest thereof, thou shalt surely die. So the commandment was not to eat of the tree of good and evil. God did not say do not eat the tree of life. That was Christ. So Adam in this scripture ate the fruit deliberate disobedience and rebellion. He knew what he was doing. He knew what he was doing. He was in the God class. So he ate the fruit from his wife and died with Eve. Jesus showed up in the New Testament, ate the fruit for Eve and died for Eve. Ah. 
God give them understanding Adam ate and died with Eve Jesus took and died for Eve so what would he have done what simple when Eve brought the fruit he would have rejected the fruit eating the tree of life and negotiated for humanity that's why before that time the Bible says Adam was a living soul he was not a quickening spirit if he had eaten of the tree of life then he would have become a quickening spirit he would have become a quickening spirit but over time the church hasn't spent time to study the word of God we just take Moses vision and read it out without seeing in revelation what Moses was talking about because Genesis was written by Moses Moses was born in Exodus chapter 2 so it's not necessarily the oldest book in the Bible can we talk The scales are falling, right? So what happened to Adam? So from now you know what he did. Not like he got just said, no, he refused Jesus' rejection. Tell the neighbor, say, I understand it now. He didn't enter? Good. Like I said to you, we are a Bible church. So if you don't like Bible, this is the wrong place to come. If you want to hear five keys to survive post-COVID, they are around in Lekki. Not here. I don't have a problem what they are doing, but I'm doing what God called me. It's Bible. Church is not information for change. It's revelation for transformation. <laughs> what I can get in LBS, Lagos Business School, I shouldn't hear it on Sunday morning. Uh, no, I shouldn't hear it. That's not why we are here. That's why. And if you, the peculiarity of this church is not where we are not looking for. A lot, I'm glad, I don't know how God did it. A lot of our members are not struggling to get ends meet. They are comfortable. They just want to know Christ. Because when I go to the parking lot, I'm like, hey, ha. The money for our land is here. <laughs> so, just sorry. It's really second service people. No, they will come now at 10 o'clock. Those 10 o'clock people. When I say, ah, ah this car, if I sell it. <laughs> don't, don't mind me, just be mischievous. And guess what? Nobody's bullying you to give. Give, and that's all. We don't do 20 offerings yet. Nobody has that time. Jesus is enough because once you see Jesus, money loses value. Money loses value. When you see a man that can't give, he has not seen Christ. Once you see Christ, money loses value to you. So when you see stingy believers, they don't know Christ. Once you see, when Peter was looking for that net-breaking miracle, after the miracle happened, he left the fish and followed Jesus. She was looking for fish. By the time the miracle happened, that thing we preach, may God give you a net-breaking miracle. When it happened to Brother Peter, he left the fish and said, Jesus, I follow you. Because once you see Jesus, money loses value. So we are going. 1 Corinthians 15 verse 45. Because people called me last week and said, my God. So every living soul that I've been singing is a wrong song. Every living soul, praise the Lord. Hey? Every living soul. Are you a living soul? That time they would not say, are you a living soul? I am a living soul, praise God. Hey, I am. <laughs> Can we see Bible? It says, and so it was written, the first Adam was made a living soul. The last Adam was made a quickening spirit. And if you are in the last Adam, what you have is a quickening spirit. You are not a living soul. Yeah, you, I was teaching on Friday in Bible school. I was telling them, please join the Bible class. It will bless you. And I said, it's important that you know that the Bible didn't say the first Adam and the second Adam. He says the first Adam and the last Adam. The last one. The eternal, the full stop. The end of discussion. I will not pray. I don't want to preach today. No, no, no. no. Let's, please. No, it's okay. Let's. <laughs> the last Adam was a quickening spirit. The, the full stop, the entirety and the totality of God is Jesus. So, you know, I was teaching that, you know, Old Testament God and New Testament God, they think it's different. It's the same. Old Testament doesn't have a proper picture of God. You know what the Holy Ghost said to me? 
that all God throw back pictures look exactly the same. He said, all God's throwback pictures look exactly the same. Because he doesn't change. He is Jesus Christ the same yesterday. No, calm down. No, today is not preaching. Let's just... Let's take it easy. Let's take it easy. Let's take it easy. First Corinthians 1. It's dusty, right? First Corinthians. First Corinthians 15.22. First Corinthians 15.22. Choose your stand, though. Where are you? Is what I want to ask you at the end of the service. And I'm hoping you can answer me properly. In Adam or in Christ. God doesn't see race. Where's that our white member that comes? So it's coming for second service. God doesn't see white, black. Black life matters, yellow life. God doesn't see race. God sees Adam and Christ. And uh, yes. <laughs> That was for me so, oh my God. God doesn't, he sees Adam and Christ. That thing you hear, Judgment Day, is one question. No? Are you in Adam or are you in Christ? In Adam, there's condemnation. In Christ, there is therefore now no condemnation to them who are in. Am, am I? I'm not going to shout today. I said it and I will try. I will not preach. Flourish, behave, don't preach. For us in Adam all die. I'm giving you scripture, not him. You see, that's the thing, Mimi. It's Bible. Bible. As in Adam all die. Even so, in Christ shall all be made alive. kosher. So which one do you want to choose? The Adamic die? That's what Peter called corruption when we when we get it on, on Wednesday. That you know we have the divine nation, na- nature of God, and not the corruption that is through lost. What is the lost? Adam and Eve in the garden. Yes, he says. So we have the divine nature. We don't have the corruption that is Adam. He's saying, for as in Adam all die, even so in Christ shall all be made alive. If you are in Christ, you are. Gerard, if your father died in Christ, he is alive. Absent in the body is present with the Lord. So the believer does not die. Eternal life does not start when you die. It starts when you believe. John 3.16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believe in him will not die but have everlasting life. So everlasting life starts when you believe and not when you die. So as you are here, everlasting life is sitting inside of you. Bible. Bible. Bible, sweet oh. If you don't like Bible, please. We can't help you. That's one thing we cannot bend. But that guy is crazy. If it's your first time, we're a crazy church. Just bear with us. Eh? We just know what God has done for us and we're excited that He has done for us. It's not because we don't have challenges, but we're just excited. It's not, if some people tell you what they've been through in the last one week and you see them here in church still shouting regardless that is a church that is built not on miracles but on Jesus <laughs> let me tell you you can't use a miracle church to tell whether God is moving there because the devil can fake miracles but cannot tell the truth because the devil is a liar (laughs) so a variation of a lie is the total lie so the devil does not come to you with an opposite of the truth no he's too smart for that okay don't they won't do that he will give you a look alike of the truth that make you confused but a look alike of the truth is a total lie so we quote scriptures and confuse you The problem with the gospel is not Jehovah's Witness. The problem with the gospel is not Buddha. The problem with the gospel is something that looks like the gospel but is not the gospel. Yes, sir. 
a pseudo gospel. Paul calls it another Jesus, another spirit, another gospel. So you can go to a place and the power, quote unquote, people are vomiting, moving. It's another spirit too. Because the message of the house determines the spirit that is at work. I'm showing you Bible. The message of the house determines the spirit that is at work. The biggest problem Nike has is not FUBU. It's Nike from Abba. Nike's competition is not FUBU. It's Nike from Abba. It's Nena's uncle's version of Nike. All the way from Onicha, that one. That's the problem. So they are not fighting FUBU, they are fighting the fake. The problem, a form of godliness. What is the power? The cross. So let me just give you some keys in operating in the God class so that we can close, eh? Come next week, we'll continue from there. One is koinonia, fellowship. Fellowship. And the Bible says they were both naked and not ashamed. I dealt with this on Wednesday. I just want to continue. Quick, quick recap. Fellowship. Where you come to the place where Jesus is not a means to an end. Jesus is the end of discussion. The problem with us, we come to church. We've marketed church with this marketing line. Come to Jesus and he will change your life. Come to Jesus and he will give you moto. Come to Jesus and you'll find husband. People have moto, husband, and houses without Jesus. Who gave to them? So when you go to Beverly Hills, California, and you see a man who is worth $4 billion, what are you going to preach to him? So what are we doing? It's a Nigerian version of the gospel. And that's why, <laughs> when you go to those areas in America, you don't find our churches there. There's one particular church that everywhere in certain place, Peckham, oh, you see them there. If you go to some place, you will say a lot. Once you start moving to the cream, the lack, because they don't have anything to say to rich people. So they have customized gospel for marketing people. He made the Nigerian gospel. And it's a total lie. It's a very hard message, thank you. A no message. So what do you tell to a bill? That's why, why, why do you, what do you want to tell Dangote now? Or what do you want to tell them? Come to, and he will do what? So if you tell him that you are dead in spite of your money. Because in him was life and the life was the light of men. And if you don't have Jesus, you don't have life. You may have stuff, but you're just a walking corpse. And you have enough faith to receive grace in the finished work to become born again. Because all men were equal until some became born again. He said, sir, it's just after nine, sir. So, Koinonia Fellowship. By the time you have Jesus, you, you know Christ. It, it's a different... The Bible says, this sign shall follow them that believe morally. Are, are you know, it's not English. Not the other way around now. Believers don't follow signs and wonders. Signs and wonders, now them they pursue us. These signs shall follow them that believe. They follow me. I've been places. I just want to pay for you. Now, I'm not taking go fathers. I'm going to signs and wonders. They follow me. I was not targeting. That's not my focus. Jesus is the focus. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Not your righteousness. Who? His righteousness. That's righteousness by faith. <laughs> These guys are. Is righteousness, not your righteousness, and all other things shall be added unto you. So if you come to Christ and he doesn't give you everything, you still have everything. Until the believer comes to that place, you will never be satisfied. Until Christ satisfies you in and of itself, when the car comes, you will not be satisfied. After you drive it for four, you will now see the new one. The new, you see the other. Sex was not designed to satisfy Money was not designed to satisfy. Only Jesus is designed to satisfy. So, Koinonia, this revelation brings to the point where you have just sweet relationship with the Holy Ghost. It's just sweet. 
money in your pocket, no money in your pocket. Paul says, I know how to abase and I know how to abound. What do you think he was saying? I can do Mr. Biggs. I can do Mama Put. And I'll be fine. It does not affect the temperature of my spirit. Some of you, your smile, we literally, it reduces when the account is going down. <laughs> because the account has now become your source. If you wait... I was teaching which day on IG and I said, until you understand that your life is hidden in Christ and Christ in God. Because some of you start having faith when you see the doctor's report. If you are waiting for doctor's report to have faith, you are finished too. Because I've seen people with clean bill of health and they went outside and a stray bullet killed them. So what was after them was beyond medical explanation. <laughs> So you sense the spirit of death. Others, you sense the spirit of infirmity. So if you think it's diabetes, something will not come again is this. That you, until it is dealt with in Christ, you are playing. No? So koinonia brings you to the place where you are, you are enjoying God. It's intimacy. Into me see, into you see. It's easy. You are naked and not ashamed. And like I said to the other time, to the women and the men, married folks. The level of your transparency determines the depth of your intimacy. They were naked and not ashamed. Some of you are with your spouse in the room, in the bedroom, and you are naked physically, but you are wrapped with Agbadaz. He doesn't still know you. So you can sleep with somebody and both of you are naked and you don't have knowledge of each other. There are levels to these things. <laughs> Second, I need us to move. Second is you need to understand that what God required from you, Jesus became for you. So when you come before God, you are not coming to bring something. You are coming because Christ has brought everything. So I am not trying to please God. Jesus already pleased him for me. First Corinthians 1 verse 30. Bible. Let's close. Let's close. But of him are ye in Christ Jesus, who God is made unto us wisdom and righteousness and sanctification and redemption. So what is Jesus to you? Wisdom. Jesus is righteousness. Jesus is sanctity. This is word for holiness. Now, you know people just say, eh, no, no, no man is holy. It's a lie. Um, in Christ gave me holiness. When you reject what Christ has given you is the, is the height of foolishness. Anytime you accept what Christ has called you, you turn him on. He gets excited. Christ has been made wisdom. So decree after me, I have the wisdom of God. Hey, come on, come on, say, I have the wisdom of God. Come on, say, I have a sound mind. I'm not confused. Not another day of my life. Christ has been made wisdom to me. I know what to say. I know how to navigate. I know who I am. I know what to say to every man. In the name of Jesus, somebody say amen. amen. Second, righteousness. Righteousness. What God required from me, Jesus became for me. So when God is looking at me and all the requirement, because in the Old Testament, you do to receive. In the New Testament, you believe to receive. That's why we are called believers and not doivers. We, and sanctification and redemption. Let's go. Three, operating in the God class. Your faith puts you in the God class. Your faith puts you in the God class. Faith is the energy in the realm of the spirit. Faith is the currency in the realm of the spirit. Grace makes all things available. Faith makes all things obtainable. So grace has provided something until you activate faith. You will not receive what grace has provided. So grace makes, faith takes. Faith is what makes actual truth, effectual truth. So, yeah, you, you get that? Faith is what makes actual truth for God so loved the world that he died for the world. This is an actual truth. Is everybody saved in the world? No. Because they have not come into faith to receive what grace has provided. So it is by faith that we make actual truth, effectual truth. Yes, sir. 
by his stripes you were healed so you are not going to be healed you are already healed but what makes that grace effective in your life it is in faith that you make and you make actual truth effectual truth by keep acknowledging that I am the healed of the Lord he said so and I believe it if the word of God says I'm healed I am healed if the word of God says I'm blessed I am blessed these are the kind of prayers believers should be praying not those my father said my mother said my foundation my this my air my this my village people what is wrong with you in the God class we don't pray such prayers your angels can't understand what you are saying because you are not quoting the word of God. Angels respond to the word of God. Matthew 19 verse 26. Matthew 19. Jesus said this. Am, am I teaching good this morning? Bible. But Jesus beheld them and said unto them, With men this is impossible. Watch this. Watch this. But with God all things. So this is impossible. But with God, all things are possible. So can we save these six words? With God, all things are. Can we say it? One, two, three, go. With God, all things are possible. One more time. With God, all are Second time. Let's do it for the fourth time. For the fifth time, can we say it? For the seventh time, can we say it? Let me now show you Mark chapter 9, verse 23. Jesus said unto him, it's Jesus that said the first one. Jesus said unto him, If thou canst believe, all things are possible to him that believeth. So with God, all things are possible. To him that believeth, all things are possible. Hey, so your faith, your faith puts you on the same class. You are in the God class. You get it now. With God, all things are possible. To him that can believe, all things are possible. Welcome to your season of possibilities. I said, welcome to your season of possibilities. I decree and declare that all things are possible for you. All things are possible with you. That the things that are impossible because you have come into the space, it becomes possible for you in the name of Jesus. If that is your word, say amen, somebody. Amen. Four. One spirit. You are one spirit with God. One spirit with God. You are one spirit with God. Bring it down a little bit. Genesis is the scripture. But you need the epistles to explain the scriptures. Hey. For the Bible says, Jesus speaking to them on their way from Emmaus. He said to them that the Lord began to explain to them all that were in the scripture from Moses to the prophet. So the epistles are not the scriptures. The scripture is Moses and the prophet. The epistles are explanation and revelation of the scriptures. So if you want to understand the scriptures, go to the epistles. They give you proper understanding of the scriptures. So when Moses struck the rock, if you think it's a physical rock, you would have missed it. The scriptures now says that rock was Christ. So the scriptures has shadows and types. The epistles has proper picture of the scriptures. So the detailing of the gospel are in the scriptures. The full-blown picture of the gospel are in the epistles. So once you know the epistles, you know the picture, you are able to tie the detailing in the scriptures. Genesis 2.24. Let's close. Therefore, shall a man, not a boy, Leave his father and his mother and shall cleave unto his wife and they shall be one flesh. Keep it, keep it, keep it, keep it, keep it. Keep it, keep it, keep it, keep it, keep it. There's just a lot in this place to unpack. Because this is what, you, when, anytime you say this thing, you, you, you go to marriage. And it's very applicable for marriage. Very, very, very applicable for marriage. But who was the man that was being spoken about in Genesis? All my Bible students are beginning to open their minds. Wanika is clapping. Who is the man that... 
who is the man for there is one mediator between God and the man Christ Jesus who is the man who is the man and who is the woman what is the cleaving I'm trying to control myself but I just want you to sink. I don't want to shout over you this morning. I just want you to hear. Dusty, yeah, dusty. So let's see the epistles explanation and revelation of this. Ephesians chapter 5, verse 31 and 32. Keep 31. For this cause shall a man leave his father and mother and shall be joined. The, the scripture says cleave. This one says joined. So when you go to wedding ceremony and they say God mathematics is one plus one equals to one, it is false. There's nothing in the scripture to support that. It's not one plus one, it's one in one. For he is the head and we are the body. That is not two human beings. Two human beings do, do not become one. It is one in one that becomes one. That's why sex itself is the joining. Paul explained it in Corinthians. So watch this, watch this. Let's take it slow. Flourish, calm down, calm down. So for this cause shall a man leave his father and mother and shall be joined unto his wife and they two shall become one flesh. Keep the scripture. You remember the scripture last week? We are one flesh, one body, and one bones with Christ. Hey, Anama. For this cause shall a man leave his father and mother and shall be joined unto his wife and they too shall become one flesh. Give me 32. He explained it. This is a great mystery, but I speak concerning Christ and the... What's not talking about you and your husband? Bible. This is a great mystery, but I speak concerning Christ and the... Somebody say for yes. <laughs> I didn't add it now. More listen, you check your phone. Now. Is there now? It is a great mystery. He put he added this thing to say, understand that thing that he said in Genesis is not a regular talk, it's a great mystery. For I speak concerning Christ and the church. So if you are in Christ, you are joined to the Lord. You are in the God class. You are in the God class where nothing comes against you. This is where demons tremble at your presence. What a mighty class you are in. Glory, glory. Hallelujah. Everything written about you becomes great. The lines are falling unto you in pleasant places. You have a goodly heritage because you are in the God class. The path of the just shined brighter and brighter unto the because you are in the God class. First Corinthians 6 verse 17 but he that is joined unto the Lord is one ah, Kayana are you here <laughs> Molly cannot sit <laughs> he that is joined to his one spirit Bible so you are one spirit with the Lord in this God class, we don't deal with familiar spirit because we are. There's only one spirit available in the God class. I know, I know understand though. You have been you, once you come into the God class, you don't pray deliverance and Pharaoh. You you are already possessed by the Holy Ghost. It's a very familiar spirit. It is extremely familiar. He knows the hair on your, the numbers of the hair on your head. That is the real original familiar spirit. In him you live, in him you move, in him you have your being. What is more familiar than that? Household prayer. They say, you're not, what happened to your grandfather? What happened to your grandmother? In Christ, 
This is your father. This is your mother. The one spirit with God. No other foundation than the foundation laid, and it is Christ. Did you hear what they sang? In Christ alone. Were you just singing and crying without seeing what they were saying? One spirit. No familiar spirit. No generational cause. In the God class you have one spirit. Stop praying those stupid prayers. Household prayers. Pharaoh must die prayers. In the God class, there is no darkness at all. First John 1 verse 5. Let's talk and go. I need to close. This is then. This is then. This then is the message which we have heard of him and declared unto you that God is light. In, the, and in him, there is no at all, 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 at all. Bible, I'm giving Bible. When I send my scriptures to the media guys, they used to tell me, Pastor, come and reduce it. Because I send them sometimes 50 scriptures for one message. The day I send them 70, they say, ah, Pastor, let's close on time. Because I want to show you Bible. God class and Pharaoh must die. Stronghold of my family. Did you read the Bible about strongholds? Strongholds are imaginations. Deal with your thoughts. Do you know more? Some of these people go to these deliverance places to carry the, the uh, familiar spirit. Because it is like a woman going to a dirty toilet to collect infection that she did not have before. So when you go there, they sell you this thing and spirit feed on words. Spirit feed on words. So by the time you go to this place, your spirit is fed by that word. And you start seeing in that word. You start seeing stupid, foolish things. Your imagination and your stronghold. In the Godhead, nobody needs deliverance. Colossians 1.13, who hath delivered us and translated us. Somebody said, think about it. The problem with us in this God class movement, and they wouldn't tell me to run now, is that we think in the God class there are no challenges. That's not what we are saying, no. God never promised us smooth sailing in the God class. He gave us safe landing regardless. That means no matter what comes in the God class, I am going to win. No matter what comes, blessed be God who caused me to triumph always. No matter what comes, the Bible says, whatsoever is born of God overcomes the world. Let COVID come, I'm going to overcome. Let storms come, I am going to overcome. Let the trials come, I'm going to overcome. There is something about me, the harder I fall, the higher I bounce. Because the one who lives inside of cannot be kept... So in the God class, we keep talking because God created the heavens and the earth by the words of his mouth. And so if I'm in the God class, how do we create by the words of our mouth for the righteousness of faith? First Corinthians 2 verse 12. First Corinthians 2 verse 12. Let's go, let's go. Now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit which is of God, that we might know the things that are freely given unto us of God. So when you understand in this God class one spirit with God, you are able to know the things that are freely because you are coming to the house and you can say, oh, this thing is freely and then you begin to take. Lambano. Lambano. Second Corinthians 4 verse 13, let's go. We, ha we having the same spirit of faith. According as it is written, I believed and therefore have I spoken. We also, we also believe and therefore we speak. You keep saying it. Yes, I am born of God, I'm an overcomer. I'm born of God. Give me my last scripture. First, Second Corinthians 4, 17 and 18. King James and message. Let's close. God punish the devil. So in the God class, when we have storms, okay, 
Guess what we call it? For our light affliction, which is but for a, for a moment, worketh for us a far more exceeding great. So when you have issues already, just this light affliction, you bring it down and then you water it, light affliction. Give me the message translation. Message translation. So we are not giving up. How could we? Even though on the outside, it often looks like things are falling apart on us. On the inside, where God is making new life, not a day goes by without his unfolding grace. Watch this. These hard times are small potatoes. These hard times are small potatoes compared to the coming good times and the lavish celebration. I prophesy, get ready for party after party. Celebration is coming to your house. Shout of rejoicing is coming to your house. You are in the God class. If this is your word through your hands, shout thank you, Jesus. For there is far more here than meets the eye. The things we see now are here today, gone tomorrow. But the things we can't see now will last forever. Because in the God class is eternity, no time. Diana, man, you are in the God class. So in, when you just see a storm, because the problem is when we start seeing challenges, they remind us of the mountain that they told us to go that we did not go. So if I go that mountain now, oh, I, this thing for not happen, no. Well, ah, you see, I didn't get the job. So if I had listened to them, the Bible says a double-minded man is unstable. Let not that man think that he can receive anything from God. Focus on your God class. So when the storm comes, small potatoes small potatoes when there's, there's a delay a small when is a delay where's God now where's God that's not how to behave in the God class we keep talking small potatoes small potatoes I hope with these few words of mine I've been able to convince you and not confuse you that you are in the God class and if you are excited it's a good time to clap your hands Come on, clap some more. Then open up your mouth. Give God a shout that your face mask cannot stop. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Bring out your offerings.